Welcome to the Business for Good podcast, hosted by myself, Megan Lampke, where we inspire people to dare greatly, do good, and impact lives while reimagining their businesses for good. Join us weekly as we interview top executives, founders, and business owners to learn why they've decided to add an impact component to their products and services. This show is partnered with Venture, a nonprofit organization based in Minnesota, where their vision is to do tough things to reach people in tough places, working with their Business for Good platform. To learn more information or to get involved, visit venture.org forward slash business for good. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business for Good. I am so excited to share today's guest with you today, Jason Villante, uh, who owns his own bookkeeping, tax preparation, uh, and strategic advising practice for small businesses. So, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm excellent out here in the sunny West Coast and just looking forward to talking with you today and having some fun. Awesome. Well, just to kick things off, tell everybody, instead of, um, you know, a little bit about yourself, I like to spin the question to say, how would one of your best friends uh, describe you? What would they, would they say your temperament is like? Uh, who is Jason behind the scenes when you're not uh, on your website or meeting with clients? Who are you and, and how would they describe you? I am super mellow, more of a easygoing, like easy breezy type of person. So Mm -hmm. I always get paired with in my spouses or others, a super dominant person, because sometimes I kind of need that, that dominance. But as I'm getting older, I'm growing into more of that uh, being assertive kind of personality business owner. But yeah, I'm just very laid back, very easygoing, um, just super fun, love family, love community. Love yeah. family time and friend time. Awesome. And you're a father to three, right? Yes, three. I got a 10-year-old, almost three, and then an 11-month. Wow. Oh, that's got to keep you busy. Well, tell everybody a little bit about your journey to becoming a business owner. I know it's a little um, unorthodox, but I'd love for you to just share your, your journey because it's really impactful from what I've heard. So everybody starts out, some people do college, I didn't really do college, I kind of get stuck in like the restaurant business for a long time and making those tips, life seems good. Then you hit a dead end wall. About 2003, 2005, I was living up in Washington and then I think you're in real estate, isn't that correct? I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I took my stab at real estate in the, right before the boom, uh, made some money, bought a house, uh, lost everything up Mm -hmm. there in Washington realize that self-employed, you really got to have a grasp on yourself, um, business processes, procedures, time management, didn't really have that at that time in my life. Came back, went back to bartending still, and finally decided I wanted to go back to school. It was through actually Robert Kiyosaki, one of his books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. When I was up in Washington, I was changing real estate firms and I met like a coach lady and she gave me that book. And I literally, I was, I think it was on Friday. I was supposed to meet with her on Monday. I read almost the whole book. She's like, you read this whole thing in three days? I said, yeah, because I realized I'm poor dad. I'm the guy he's talking about in this <laughs> book. Like, I have all this debt. I don't have any businesses. I don't have any of these assets. And it was just mind-piercing. I never did anything with it at that time. It took some years down the road. And in one of his books, he literally says, if you can understand financial statements, 
you could be a better accountant. So I went to school for a degree in business with an emphasis on accounting. What? And that's why I'm here. It wasn't really that's like so to be a CPA. That's how I ended up doing this. It's funny. And I found out that that losing everything in Washington and kind of being on the brink of bankruptcy or pretty much flat bankrupt and coming back to California, it made me realize I'm supposed to help people so they don't end up being here. So. Oh my gosh. I just love that so much. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Cashflow Quadrant changed my life. And it's the reason why I'm on the trajectory that I'm on. So I just think that's so amazing that we have that in common. Um, I know for our listeners, you know that I love bringing guests on the show where we keep things really organic and we don't have a lot of prep because I think that authentic um, connections and business connections really add value to every single one of you. Um, but I think that's so amazing that a simple book can completely change the trajectory of your life. Like for me, uh, my parents went through bankruptcy as, as a child. And so we lost everything too. And I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old and wanted to figure out how the heck do I help mom and dad? Like I'm going to get a job at a grocery store. What books do I read? So I went to the elementary school library and picked up the same book that you did and was like, okay, some somehow, some way, I'm going to learn how to read financial statements and I'm going to be a business owner and you know, in real estate, <laughs> like, how do you do this? And it's a great field. It's game changer to, to understand yeah. those concepts in that book. Just yeah. game changer. So talk a little bit about how you help your clients today understand those financial statements and the value that you really bring. It depends what, what side you're kind of working on. So if you're just working on like tax and tax preparation, I like people to understand the form itself. Like, what does it mean? Really break it down. This is what's coming from this line, that line, this line, and kind of not get it to where they're not so intimidated of a tax return. Mm-hmm. Some people, they understand this stuff. And I'm like, well, you could probably do this yourself because you're so versed and understand it, right? Mm-hmm. But on the business side, it's more about accountability, keeping your books and records up to date, Mm -hmm. setting targets and goals, like running a full year projection, where we at, if these are our targets, because when you look at it, then you know where you're headed. Am I going in the right direction? Am I not? What do, how many variables do I need to change to start getting closer to that target? So a lot of people go into business or especially my target market is small business. So it's like mom and pops and these people in this field. And they usually are good at a service or a product, which I call a technician, like, hey, I come from business or I'm a good photographer. I'm not going to work for someone else. I start my own business, but I'm like, you're good at photography, but you stink at the management and entrepreneurial side of it. So you kind of got to learn that there's like, I look at it as in three buckets. There's a technician, you're doing all the work. There's a management, management of yourself, management of others. And then there's the entrepreneur, the planning, the strategic side of it all. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I feel like there's so many individuals who are like, okay, I want to escape the rat race. I'm becoming self-employed. I have these great skills, but they have nothing to do with that vision of how do I strategically execute a business and manage the financial aspects. And I think that's really unique how your firm finds small business owners like that and, and provides value. So it's really unique. Yeah, I love helping them. It reminds me, like I said, I came from a probably a middle class. Like my parents did go bankrupt, like you said, and that struck me when you said it right now. So I get the kind of lower middle class where you're not fully like poor, poor, but not 
wealthy. So like right. I have a heart for those people. A lot of people in the trades in my business because they're I'm jealous of them because my family has my brother and my dad are handy. They do woodwork construction. I got none of those skills. I have to like hire someone to fix something. My wife laughs. I put something together from Ikea and there's always one thing backwards. She's like, you got to go back a few steps. You put that top piece on backwards. And I'm like, why didn't I get any of these skills? Why do my brother and my dad have it? But I don't. My dad says the worst part is when we were a kid, I'd always be the one like this watching him put in the light sock. And he's like, oh, he's going to be one of them. And I got none of those skills. I must have been watching, but not really paying attention. Yes, I got none of it. So <laughs> That's so crazy. Because, you know, like kids are sponges. And, you know, it more is caught than taught. That's so interesting. I bet you caught so many other lessons from your dad, though. Yeah, my dad taught me. To, he always taught me to work hard and get back up. So he, he was always like a hard worker, more like blue collar. So he was like, life's going to knock you down. You got to get up again. So it just gave me that mentality. Yeah, to, uh, that grittiness. Yeah, cool. Well, you have structured your firm, your practice very uniquely. Tell uh, our listeners a little bit how you incorporate philanthropy and giving back and making a difference into your practice. There's two places that it's funny. Everything in my world and in my practice uh, revolves around God. So. I was reading this week and there's just two places. I'm like, Oh, I guess God wants me to talk about this. That popped out. And one is in, in Deuteronomy. It's talking about that. You must set aside a tithe of your crops, like a 10th of your crops. Mm-hmm. And this is like honoring to the Lord and it's an act of worship. So that's kind of how we do our business. Our business is more, it doesn't belong to me. I'm a steward of all these clients that God has given me. And that's the approach we take and we try to be philanthropic through what we do and make an impact and pair that impact with a certain, certain, uh, do you want to talk about that or have you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we like, are partnered with a the company called piece. Venture. Yeah. So, and I think I am a big part of human trafficking. It wasn't until about 11 months ago, maybe more when um, I might get teary when I say this, but my last child was a girl and I thought I I met someone through venture speaking at my church for like a long time before that Paul Herkman. Yeah. I've always wanted to do their trips and their biking and all this stuff. And every time my wife's been pregnant with our second child, third child, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And um, I actually met him. I had a meeting with him because someone at church wanted to set up a nonprofit and being an accountant, I'm like, well, I can probably fill out the paperwork for you. I'm not, I don't do a lot of nonprofit, but I've seen the form. It's not too difficult. So I researched venture and I looked literally at their board of directors and I was blown away. I'm like, oh my God, they got all these guys from publicly traded companies, way more advanced than me. Like, how do you get a board like that? So I set a meeting with Paul. The meeting went not even in that direction. So I knew it was from God because there was something that was on my heart about partnering your business this way. And it kind of went in that direction. And before I even had that meeting with Paul, I ran into this thing in the tax code and a planning thing. And I said to my wife, I wouldn't that be cool if our business was partnered with like something like venture or feed the hungry. And then I literally had this meeting with Paul supposedly for this other person at church. And this topic came up. Yeah. And it was really put on my heart, like, let's do this. And he said, well, what segment would you like to work in? And I said, trafficking, because actually I'm having a little girl 
And I couldn't imagine if she was sold into trafficking and being abused and raped every day of her life. So it just tugged my heart and I was like, let's go, let's do this, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge why. And I feel like uh, for me, the reason why we got pulled into venture is very similar. Like Paul came and spoke at our church and I'm being a mom of a young girl and someone who has survived physical and sexual abuse myself. I was looking for, a way to take all that pain and apply purpose that that only God and only the faith tradition that you know we believe in and we share can can do can transform that that pain into a really big purpose. Um, and so I'm just so excited to to share and be on mission together, um, so that you know one day hopefully within our lifetime, human trafficking and sex trafficking isn't an issue anymore because the two of us. You know, we are strategic about our businesses. We're leaving margin. We're um, positioning businesses in a way to have have a purpose and have a huge impact in the lives of others. Um, tell us a little bit about, I'm going to geek out for a minute, that tax code, that nugget of wisdom. <laughs> like, what was that? There's a, so in your field, probably like you in real estate, you still subscribe to other people, whether they're other agents or there's like someone who I subscribe to get information from. And it was in one of his articles. It was like how to basically in our world in, in real estate, as you know, now like the tax code change, there's an increased standard deduction. So it is actually really difficult to itemize in your tax return. Now, I live in Southern California, Orange County, which is one of the most expensive places, right? I bought a home with the Longo. Doesn't mean I make a ton of money to live here, but I bought a home when my wife and I got married 2017, 20, December 2016 is when I purchased it. What is it, 2021? And I'm like, I can't itemize anymore. Like there's not enough mortgage interest with the lower interest rates. And yeah. in reading his article on the tax planning sense, like what if you could take your time and turn it into a tax deduction on your company? And that's kind of how, the, this is actually how this whole thing started. What venture provides that through the advertising and partnering with them and and it has to be done in a specific way. There's it's technical in the code and how you've done it. So you have to make sure you market it and advertise it. So I don't want to touch too much on the excess tax thing, but it's possible. So it was kind of my way of, Hey, let's do it this way. And because I do that anyways, Mm -hmm. it was a 10 to what you made through, you know, being your own business owner. So awesome. Right the tithe, like the crop, like it says in Deuteronomy, what it produces. So it was always like, I'm doing this anyways. What happens if I do it this way? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. It's like, I was reading that like a little bit before the meeting with Paul, bounced it off my father-in-law. He's like, I really like the idea. Because people have different opinions, right? Like, mm-hmm. I like that kind of more kept quiet and rather than a tie this way. And I talked to my wife about it. She had a different view. And then meeting with Paul for someone else. And that came up was a sign for me. Like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, the affirmation that I needed, like two out of three. Wow, that's so great, and I love that it's so applicable to any to any business owner, any business. Like the tax code applies to all of us. Like this is something that you know because it's your area of expertise, and you've used it to your advantage to amplify what you were already doing anyway. That that's amazing, Jason. So so awesome and so fun. Um, talk to us a little bit about the impact that you've been able to make through venture and through some of the other nonprofit organizations that you collaborate with. 
I think the funnest thing for me is actually like when you work with venture, they're like a formula basically of what you're providing, what a day's worth, what a month's worth, what a year's worth. So when we're sending thank you cards, I will literally put a lot of times I'll put your personal impact. So it's fun to start seeing like how much someone is working the the value of what someone has provided working through you to these people. Cause it's more about them than me. I say, I'm like, Hey, this mm-hmm. is your impact by choosing to work with us, not my impact, yeah. your impact. So I just like to see that, like how many days, like I'll literally tell my wife and kids, Hey, did you know this taxi? And I'm like, we provided this many days to someone. And they're just like, Whoa. You know and I'm like? Cause it's yeah. such a big number compared to what it would be out here in the States. Like what that little bit can do in, in, in a global impact. It's like, I think it's three dollars a day can can help them, and so through a tax season we can save so many people and make such a difference in their life. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just so amazing how something as little as three dollars a day can change somebody's life. Like, I, and it, it changes the whole conversation in your business. And I know it has for me when I sit down and make strategic goals with our teams. I'm like, okay, this isn't about how many more apartment buildings can we buy or how many more uh, syndications can we do? It's how many more border patrol stations can we sponsor? How many more months of care can we provide? Um, And who wants to be a part of that? Like out of our clients, then turning around and using venture as this great marketing arm that they are. And they'll give you the content to, to tell that story. Um, And I just think it's so beautiful the way that you've, uh, cast and vision on your website. And if you listeners, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go check out Jason's website. Uh, so Jason, we'll make sure to put it in the show notes, but for our listeners, what is your website? It's actually on there is kind of my story. It's like you said, how you can, some people, I didn't really know what to put because I, I'm very passive and mellow. So I don't like to talk about myself. Some people like to, I'm just like, I don't know. So I just actually put how I ended up here. Like you yeah. said, losing everything in Washington, going bankrupt, but this is who I am. So I'm going to lay that out there to you so you can see it rather than act like it's more of a compassionate thing. So if, if you look like you have all these credentials pasted on your website, nobody wants to hear that. I mean, yeah, I, I actually, I'm an enrolled agent. So with the IRS and then there's CPA, right? there's like this battle, what's better? I mean, I have people like literally call me the day before the tax plan and go, oh, I was looking for a CPA. So they canceled. I'm like, whatever. I didn't go that route. But yeah. what they're not understanding is I'm like, it's just a credential. I get a lot of tax returns that come in from someone that was CPA. I'm like, hey, this return's done totally wrong. I'm just letting you know, like this thing is completely wrong. So it's just a credential. It doesn't mean anything. It's how you treat people and what you do with it. So. Hmm. That's what our business is based on, trying to build relationships for longevity. And and, and intact, it's great. You know, they come back year over year. Sometimes you're starting to do the kids. Their kids are starting to grow up. And you're like, oh, my God, I remember him when he was 12. Now he's 16. (laughs) He's got a job. You know, it's like, whoa. That's so awesome. That having uh, a story that ties your business into a larger impact can help with that client longevity and being authentic and telling your story um, helps with retention. Do you want to speak to any more of that or has, have you seen that visualized in any other area of your business? 
Yeah, I have. I, I think people like it. People enjoy it. They they know that you're doing something. You're not just taking money and spending it on yourself. They they know that working with you is is doing something good, is making an impact. And I think some clients look forward to, to getting their email update or seeing the impact that they've made. And who knows how big this thing will get, you know, or maybe right. you and I will actually get to send out the post to our community one day that, hey, this whole thing ended. We got to do something new now. Yeah. We need to come up with another thing. <laughs> Not sure what else we're doing, but we ended that problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be so great. Wow. Okay. Well, part of this podcast, what we like to do is inspire small business owners, um, business owners who currently have a business, maybe a B corporation, or they're thinking about having a B corporation or um, structuring a component of philanthropic efforts or making a difference or an impact component into their business. What advice would you have to someone who's in that spot, either starting a business or having an existing business and looking to have that impact component? Well, I'm going to bring, this one's really pierced my heart lately. I'm going to bring it back in a biblical perspective. perspective. I'm going to read it because I know where stuff is, but I don't know the verses and I don't have it memorized to a T, so I'll read it, but I know the gist of it. So it's actually in the book of Malachi, and it says he's talking about how he's been cheated of tithes, and God says, bring all of the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. So basically, in this verse, my father always brought it up. And when I came across it today, I'm like, oh, this is the part he's talking about right this week. Like, he knows scripture like that. But he doesn't give you, like, the exact da-da-da. I've always hated that stuff. Deuteronomy 14.7 says this. I'm like, you don't need to tell me that. Just give me the gist of what you're saying. You know, it drives me nuts because I feel inferior when you do that. When I'm reading, I'm like, oh, my God, this is this verse he always says. Like, mm. it just came and he's right because I'm watching it. So when you look at doing something philanthropic, will I have the budget? Will I have this? All I'm going to say is this. God specifically says in scripture, try me, test me. Trust me, there will be enough. Clients will continue to come and it will blow your mind. It will literally, like I'm, I'm watching this tax season just explode. And I'm like, dude, God is multiplying. And I'm thinking like you, like, hey, how much more of an impact can we make in this next, you know, the extended tax deadline? I was like, sweet. Some, some repairs are like, oh, it's extended. I want to be over. And I'm like, no way. I could save more people. Let's do this. Let's yeah. Go. You know, so yeah, let's go. Just, just try God. I'm telling you, like, don't be afraid of it. It's hard to write that check or do that every month, but it's an act of worship and nobody can. I think the biggest thing I've been thinking about lately is, is basically like you hear the story of Jesus multiplying and feeding all these people, but I'm like in my head thinking, Nobody ever talks about what it looked like. Was he like breaking a piece of bread and it kept reappearing? Like they never talk about that, but I'm like, I want to know. Like, because yeah. they didn't mention that. I'm like, well, we fed all these people. Is he breaking a piece of fish and just keeps reappearing and they weren't paying attention? I'm like, how, you know, and like, because that's what he'll do. He'll just keep multiplying. And my father always says, you can't outgive God. So just yeah, line your purpose with him and do it. It is, it is such a game changer for your business. It gives you even more of a purpose than just yourself. It changes your mission statement. It pumps up your workers and your employees to make a difference and come alongside and come along board. Yeah, that's so true. It's literally this win-win-win where you're able to tell a different story to your prospects and customers. You're able to make a difference for your employees and invite them into being something 
being a part of something bigger than themselves. And you're able to feel really good about the work that you do because it's purpose-driven. And we all deserve to have purpose-driven work regardless of what our occupation is. And so I just think that's so important. And to your point, we were in that spot. We tested God. We're like, you need to show up because we followed these biblical principles of getting out of debt and going through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and like, God, multiply our business in ways that only you can. And it has been such a wild ride the past two years. Like we, we've grown astronomically. And so I just echo what you said, Jason, like if there is a, a nudge or a glimmer to just give this a try, I would say, go for it. Test, I agree. See, see what happens. I know churches say, don't say that because it's not for everyone. But I'm like, all I know is this month and it'll come around to the book, close out and figure out what our portion is for venture. And I swear to God, once you send that button, like the phone rings the next day, another lead, another call. And I'm like, okay, God, you're going to play that way. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not saying you're supposed to say that, but it's just a recognition yeah. of what he's doing and, and more appreciative. Because literally like, the next day, another person calls me like, oh, a new client. That's weird. Yeah. And so. for us, it's like, it's not this prosperity gospel, whatever that you see on late night TV shows. <laughs> it's no, no, it's no, like, it's no, this sorry. mindset. It's this idea of having margin. Um, it's this idea of, okay, I believe in the universe or source or the creator of the universe and God and Jesus and all of these things, regardless of what your faith tradition says. Like I, I encourage our listeners to just take God up on giving a 10th and see what happens. Like see, see if it makes a difference. And I, you know, I can't guarantee that you'll have margin at the end of the month, but I know that the content of your character will be different. That's a fact. Yeah. Cool. Well, where can people get a hold of you? Like you said, Jason, the tax deadline has been extended. Let's do what we can to help you out and just make you so swamped and help more. Uh, yeah, help you can get a hold of me on my website. It's www.valiantetfm, stands for tax and financial management.com. You can email me at jason at valiantetfm.com. Awesome. And last- Facebook, you can send us a message. I think we're on there. I don't do too much Instagram. I'm trying to learn it still for a tax kind of guy. <laughs> you can be different in each sense. And I'm going to try to make it maybe a little more fun in our plans coming into the new year for that side of marketing. But Awesome. Yeah. Not every tax advisor enrolled agent is on Instagram. So you know that Jason is right. great. On there. He's not that close. Maybe I'll do that. What's the new one they do now? TikTok. I just I've heard about it so awesome well go check out Jason go learn mo- more about his business um, as always venture is our featured nonprofit for this entire podcast so if you are compelled in any way make sure you go check them out venture.org forward slash business for good if you want a simple way to incorporate making a difference into your business. Um, But this has been another episode of Business for Good. Thank you so much, Jason, for being on the show. Until next time, everyone, dare greatly, do good, and make a difference. Thank you for joining the Business for Good podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share this with a friend. 